Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hustle. I'm Travis Apple, and I'll be your host of this podcast. After spending my entire career in the sports sales industry, I wanted the opportunity to give back, to give back to those individuals that want to get in this business, or for those individuals that are in this business that want to continue to excel at an elite level. For those of you who know me, hustle has always been important, hence the name. This podcast is presented by General Sports Worldwide and the Clubhouse. GSW is certainly picking up steam in search, recruiting, training, and consulting. The Clubhouse is a career development platform consisting of monthly webinars, in-depth training vault, job board, mentorship platform, blogs, and a focus on mental health. Be sure to sign up for a free membership at theclubhousecareers.com. In addition, thanks for everyone that has supported the book, Hustle Your Way to Success in Sports Sales. For season three, I'm going to have the privilege of sitting down with industry experts to discuss their career path, three key topics that are current in the industry, three hustle hot seat questions, three pieces of advice, all under 24 minutes. Now on to our guests this week. We're in season three, and this will be the first time I'm sitting with someone across the pond from London, England. I'm excited to have our next guest who has spent his entire career in the sports space is now working with some of the best talent from the legal side of the business. I'm excited to have Matthew Pryke, managing partner for Hamlin's LLP. Matthew, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me on the show. It's a real pleasure to be here. Matthew, really appreciate your time. And, and certainly it was great meeting you just several weeks ago in your office. And what a great office space you had. You even have a podcast studio there. Um, so as, as we dive into your career, let's kick it off. You've had quite the illustrious career. You spent time on both the organizational side of the business, as well as now working as you spend your time in developing and implementing commercial right programs for a large number of sports and media programs. And so first, what have you enjoyed most about your career? Wow, great question. Um, the the variety of work uh, and the working environments have been absolutely amazing. But if I had to say uh, one thing I've enjoyed the most, it's the passion. The passion that the people have in sport. It makes it such a unique environment uh, to operate in and, and equally rewarding. No, absolutely. And you mentioned passion. And a lot of times we, we talk about that's one of the characteristics that is going to make or break whether somebody's successful. Like, why do you feel like passion is so important? I think um, it, it, in anything you do in life, it's, it's so endearing to anybody if they've got passion for what they do. Um, it draws you in. It doesn't uh, it doesn't uh, it isn't like that in every aspect of life. And so when you come across people who've got that passion, you can feel it straight away. Um, and I just think that that ends up being a real draw and it distinguishes people from one another, those who have the passion and those who don't. Absolutely. And, and as as you think about and you grew up playing sport and you're always around it. What ultimately led you down the path of working in sports as a career? Yeah, I mean, whilst I loved sports, um, I started out really as a a commercial IP and tech lawyer. Um, What I was really keen to do was to become an expert at my craft as a lawyer. Um, And and during my training, uh, which is some time ago, I, I worked for a firm in London which had this large sports practice Uh, that had recently merged into that business in London. And whilst I had a reasonable amount of contact with sports clients, at that early stage in my career, I wasn't really fixed on becoming a sports lawyer. Um, I think um, what I really was interested in was honing those skills as a commercial IP and tech lawyer. 
And I think honing those skills of ultimately what's led to having a successful career. So really in that sense, I didn't look to, and I didn't want to over specialize too early because in my view, many of the sports clients that I've ended up assisting have actually relied on my rounded experience and my rounded expertise rather than looking for somebody that has a sports perspective only. Yeah, no, absolutely. And certainly be well-rounded. And you and your career, you end up working with a prominent member of the Dubai Royal family to help establish the A1 Grand Prix World Cup of Motorsport as the legal counsel. And how is that overall experience for you? Yeah, wow. I mean, working for the Sheikh Dubai and helping set up a new motorsport series in A1 Grand Prix was unbelievable. Um, it's such a great experience, such a privilege. Um, I was fortunate enough to meet a number of heads of state and other prominent individuals during my three seasons working for A1 Grand Prix. Um, there are just so many moments that occurred during that time um, that now they almost seem unreal. Um, but I mean, looking back on some of them, um, I mean, that just seem unreal. Listening to the Prime Minister of Indonesia singing karaoke uh, was just uh, hilarious. Hey, where uh, am I? Yeah, delays to our Beijing street race uh, whilst we were live on TV because a manhole cover had come off and the guy that uh, I'd got doing it was hoovering the VIP red carpet rather than dealing with that with 360, uh, 360 countries uh, broadcasting in. Um, but I mean, the, the really great thing with all these things is just putting on these events for the tens of thousands of fans. When you go to those big events um, and, you know, like the launch that we had at Brands Hatch with about 85,000 people, that was just incredible. Um, and it certainly was an experience like no other um, and one which I gained so much benefit from across my career. Um, you know, the contacts that I made, the experiences that I had, just, yeah, very privileged to be able to do that. That's awesome. And and throughout the rest of your career, Matthew, you worked and were an expert in intellectual property law, intellectual property in the sports and, and brand sectors as well. And, and what is your advice to listeners on just becoming well-rounded? Yeah, I mean, I think it is really important and absolutely essential, in fact, to have a broad skill base. I mean, particularly anybody starting out in their career, um, I don't think you should become over-specialized. I mean, I have a view that is often controversial, not maybe a popular one, that I'm not even sure what a sports lawyer is. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think the skills, that there are certain very niche areas like anti-doping and regulatory, but... Outside of that, the skills that a lawyer needs to assist sports businesses um, from a commercial, an IP, a media or a text perspective, um, those can be relevant across multiple industries. You're just gaining that expertise on a broad base that then allows you to apply it to those sports sectors. And, you know, whilst it's as I said, it's not always supported by people in the industry. My experience has been that my broader skill base has been a clear differentiator, which has ultimately led to you know, some of my success. In particular, um, 
you know, I've become involved as directors of sports businesses, spokesmen, tournament directors, acted as agents, or, um, or even uh, become involved as interim CEOs. Um, and, you know, whilst that may not seem like a traditional sports lawyer's role, um, what I believe that has added is enabled me to give a different perspective. And sport, let's not forget, it's full of brands that are fast moving. They need advice and expertise that essentially is constantly evolving. And the ability to be able to adapt, you know, if you just look in recent years, short formats, digital, um, you know, metaverse, there's all these things that are coming up all, all the time that ultimately needs a lawyer who's able to deal with things in a very holistic way, have the skills that, that bring that all together, but ultimately deliver in a fast moving marketplace. Mm -hmm. And so for me, that ability to actually look at broadening your skills, particularly when you're at the start of your career is just so important. No, I love the advice, you know, not only broaden your skills, but to your point of you have to move quick, you know, sports is a fast moving industry and you can't stay complacent. And Matthew, for the last dec decade, you've been the managing partner of Hamlin's LLP and you've been recognized as an expert by Legal 500, Super Lawyers and Chambers and Partners. And how do you feel the business has evolved since you first started? Yeah, I mean, it's I, I was very lucky because the business that I work for, Hamlin's, is a very old business. Um, we've been in law fund for more than 100 years. So, you know, I was fortunate that I inherited what was a very successful and well-run business. Uh, however, I think more recently, but maybe as a consequence of COVID, our business has evolved massively. And, and I think that evolution has led to improvements significantly over the last two and a half years in particular. The way in which we moved from a traditional office model to hybrid ways of working that required us to reassess what our offices on Regent Street, we'd been there for more than mm -hmm. 40 years. Um, and when we assessed that building, it became clear that what our team wanted, what our clients wanted in the way that we worked had changed. And so we needed a new office, a new environment, just like the one you came to visit. Yeah. Um, to be able to provide our clients and our teams with a different way of working. And some of that was introducing improved AV, other tech, um, different environments for people to work in and to, to fulfill their roles as, as legal advisors. And, you know, other things that are there that, you know, clients want more of a, of a role in, in there. So we've points of interest in there and other things. So over the last two and a half years, I think we've involved a lot. We've been very fortunate to do that whilst we continue to grow by about 25% in terms of bottom line. So, you know, that that's it's been challenging, but often in those challenging moments, those can be the most fun that actually throw up those opportunities for you to make to really start moving the needle. Yeah, no, absolutely. Matthew, you certainly keep a busy schedule because in addition to that, you act as the tournament director for tiebreak tens. The overview is no games, no sets, just tie breaks, break the rules, break the competition, break that mold, uh, which is tie break towns. And so can you give the listeners an elevator pitch of, of what tie break, tie break tens is? Yeah, I, 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 you've given a little overview there. I mean, tie break tens was, it's a quick fire, 
fire version of tennis. Um, it's open to anyone to play, but um, you know, a lot of the profile of it has been the events that have been put on with the, you know, as part of the professional tour. Um, and unlike conventional tennis matches, tiebreak tennis matches are just a 10-point tiebreaker. There's no games, there's no sets. The whole game is a 10-point tiebreak. And what that means is that the tournament can take place in just one session. So approximately two to three hours, you get the start and finish of a whole tournament. And for the fans, they know exactly who they're going to be able to see, which yep. isn't always the case when you buy a tennis ticket, because depending on the way the draw falls and who beats who, you don't always know who you're going to see. But the great thing in this event is every point counts with, you know, only 10 points to win a game. And ultimately, it's a winner-take-all format. So the winner takes home a quarter of a million US dollars. Um, the first event that I was heavily involved with, um, you, you mentioned about tournament director, that, those first two events, that, that was my role beyond um, the legal function. And that was in London back in December 2015. Since then, Tiebreak Tensors been involved in lots of events at wonderful venues like Madison Square Garden and the Australian Open and also at Indian Wells and so yeah it's a, a really nice format and something I was really um, really keen to get involved with and, and and really enjoyed that. We're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And we're here on 52 Weeks of Hustle. The guest today, Matthew Pryke, managing partner for Hamlin's LLP. And Matthew, let's get into three hot topics. And starting off with question one, as you think about the sports world there in the UK versus the US, what would you say are some of the biggest differences from the business side of sport? Yeah, I mean, uh, that's a good question. There are a lot. Um, but if I was just picking out a couple of those um, I'd say the corporate structures are often different um, in the US having, you know, greater use of structures like franchises. Um, in the UK, often sports organizations can have more of a sort of traditional structure. You even have some with members and fans who have involvement in that corporate structure. Um, and often those more traditional structures can make the continued need to evolve slightly more tricky and take more time um, and so you know there's a lot of sports that are big in the UK that have evolved 
recently and those structures always ha haven't necessarily evolved with them right um, and that can make it challenging you know keeping something relevant keeping something um really relevant for the fans and uh, particularly the new generations coming through and some of the views of um those fans or members or other people who are in the organization can make that structure quite tricky I think the other big thing that I would say between the US and the UK is in the UK, you've got a different sort of uh, regulatory structure in the sense of, you know, most of the league structures are promotion and relegation. Um, and so what that means is your sports team is often more fluid in terms of right. revenues, in terms of valuations. Um, and, you know, it, it, it can provide great opportunities if you're going up and you're promoting. But if you're coming down, maintaining those player relationships and yeah. the contracts and dealing with the fallout from that can be quite tricky um, because the drops between those divisions mm -hmm. can sometimes be big in terms of the financial side of things. Yeah, big, big ones. No, that's great, Matthew. And question two, I know you're a big believer in, in successful people need to have that multiple skill set. And we've talked about being well-rounded, but as you think about like, what's your advice on the best way for people to gain just different perspectives in the business world? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think my advice to people would be to remain open, um, you know, remain open to the possibilities. Don't have too fixed a mindset in terms of where you think you want to go. Um, you know, it's a, it's a great roller coaster that you're on with your career. And sometimes the things you think you love aren't always the things that you love the most. And actually, you know, being open to those things is, is, is really important. I think also making yourself available to assist others. I know at the start of my career, I undertook a number of tasks and assisted people often without direct reward in a manner which really enabled me to get an experience and build up skills and crucially as well goodwill in a manner that lots of other people wouldn't have done if they'd have just looked at it against you know risk and reward and you know right. the task that I'm carrying out um, and if you do make yourself available, my experience is you can you can often add value that can come back to you in the medium term. Um, and if you give and give with that passion and enthusiasm we talked about already, I think it's amazing what that can sometimes lead to. And you, you don't always have direct control of that. We like to think we do, but sometimes you don't. And some of the things that I've been lucky enough to be involved with are you know, little things that I put out there years earlier um, yeah. with no real understanding of how that might necessarily come back to me. No, absolutely. And Matthew, finally, question three, with listeners out there that may be interested in sports law, what is one thing that people should think about as they embark on that type of journey? Yeah, I mean, I think with sports, um, you, you, you have to be realistic that if you're going to come into sports and, you know, sports law, which I, I'm in, you've got to be a true expert. You've got to really build a skill base. Um, there isn't any space for not having the expertise. It's a really competitive market. Um, and therefore, it's essential that you are, you know, absolutely comfortable that you have those skills 
and experiences which will ultimately differentiate you from your competitors. Um, you know, the sports industry has brought me so much joy. It's a, been a wonderful, you know, life in, in the way that I, it has played out for me. But it's also one that has extremely high expectations. <laughs> yeah. um, it, it requires sacrifice. It requires commitment. And that's really easy to say. But to actually consistently do that day after day, you know, it, it is something that you have to build that habit. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, that's great. And Matthew, such a great career you've had. And as you think back, what's been your best memory? Oh, wow. Best memory. I mean, the, I've been so lucky. The, there are so many. Um, but I think if I had to pick one, I'd probably go for, I think, the launch of Tiebreak 10s at the Royal Albert Hall. Um, I mean, that was a really intensive journey. We had to do so much in such a short time just to get that off the ground. Um, and so to actually get to the stage where I was sitting at the press conference with Andy Murray and John McEnroe and all these stars um, and thinking that, you know, people had told us we couldn't do this um, and we had, that was pretty satisfying. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, a lot of work goes into that. Yeah. Yeah, loads. Uh, it's, it's nice to remember the memory, not the, all the hard work. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I'm sure there were some grueling nights and weekends on that as well. Just, just a couple, yeah. To, to say the least. Well, Matthew, ton of great advice. Certainly fun to hear about your journey. To close it out, I'd like to put our guests on the hustle hot seat. So you ready for this? I think so. If you could have any actor play your life in a movie, who would it be? Oh, wow. Ah, oh, that's a good question. Um... I think um, I'd probably go for, I'm, I'm quite uh, sort of traditional um, in, in certain respects. Uh, I like the whole sort of English suits and bespoke look. Um, so I'd probably go for a, a sort of um, Kingsman uh, Taron Edgerton, I think. I think that's, uh, yeah, that would suit. Yeah. What's a clothing style trend that you would love to bring back? Yeah, well, I've sort of said it already, haven't I, there, really? I think the classic, you know, sort of lots of suits and uh, jackets and, uh, yeah, probably not the most cool, but probably going a little bit back in time. You know, that sort of uh, the idea that everyone's smart and uh, uh, and lots of, you know, bespoke suits and, and sports jackets and those sorts of things. So I, I like that style. I think that's why we hit it off. I, I love suits, sport coats, ties every day. So I love yeah. it. If you'd have a boat, what would you name it? Oh, that'd have to be my wife's name. That's Louise. Yeah. I mean, you know, on, on all these journeys, you know, it, 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 the support you get from partners or otherwise can be crucial, particularly at the, those moments you were talking about, that sort of hard, hard weekends and evenings and all those sort of things. So, yeah, uh, Louise would be uh, the name of my boat. Awesome. Matthew, to close it out, what are three key takeaways you'd give every listener to be in your shoes one day? Wow, uh, three. I think work hard. Um, be open to new challenges and experiences. And be passionate and positive about everything you do. I, I love it. I love it. Such great advice. Matthew, this has been awesome. Thank you so much. You've certainly had a great career. Pleasure talking to you. I certainly appreciate you sharing your, your knowledge and expertise. 
thank you for having me. It's been great fun to be on here. Again, this is Travis Apple. Thank you for listening to 52 Weeks of Hustle. Please be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. We'll be back next week with another industry leader. Have a great week. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.